on this morning, we're going to have you uh, open your Bibles to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 11, if you will. Luke chapter 11. Chapter 11. Amen. Luke chapter 11 and our text verse on this morning will be verses 9 through 13. 9 through 13. And this is a passage of scripture that uh, every one of us I know for certain is uh, aware of, one that each and every one of us have heard probably on many different occasions. On today, though, God wants to speak to our hearts from the same passage of scripture, but I know for certain that it's not going to be the same as we've heard before. The title of the message this morning, if we can give it a title, would be, What Do You Desire of the Lord? What do you desire of the Lord? And I might just add right now, the title is uh, one that uh, could be deceiving. Because as we go through the word, then I know that all the aim and the goal of what God wants to speak to our heart is really more from the mindset of what does God des, uh, desire of you. But we're going to get there, amen. We're going to let God to, uh, you know, really work to give us an understanding and enlightenment from his word. So Luke chapter 11, verse 9, it begins like this. And this is Jesus speaking, and he is speaking to the, his followers. He's speaking to the, the Jewish people even uh, in there. So he's speaking to uh, in other words the children of God because he's speaking to the Jewish people which is the nation uh, the, the Jewish nation and we and each and every one of us know that the Jewish nation was the children of God. These were the God's chosen people and here Jesus begins to uh, continue actually uh, ministering to them and he says this so I say to you ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be open. And then verse 11, it goes on to say as if, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, or if he asks, excuse me, or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks you for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Somebody say, how much more? How much more, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Come on, somebody. The... Uh, I'm going to ask you to hold your finger there, but it, uh, also turn to Matthew chapter 7 because this same account uh, is recorded in Matthew chapter 7 uh, in there. But the reason why we want to take a look at both of them because Matthew uh, records it one way and Luke records the same thing, but there, Luke being in each one of you as uh, Bible students know that Luke, the writer Luke, was a, he was a physician, uh, he was a doctor. And so I want us to, God wants to point out and, and uh, for us to pay particular attention because there is a slight 
depthness, not difference, but there, but Luke goes into a little depth as uh, pertaining to the same scripture, and I want us to be able to, to see that. So in, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says this, ask and it will be given to you. Sounds familiar? It says, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and, everyone, and he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, it will be opened. Everything in line, right? And then it goes on to verse 9 and it says, Oh, what man is it among you? If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, how much more? And, excuse me. You then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? If you see, I want us to pay particular attention as we go back to Luke now. The difference or the depth that Luke's go into where Matthew says at the end, which one of you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more our Father in heaven will he give good gifts to us? But when you look at Luke in saying the same thing, Luke don't say good gifts. What Luke says at the uh, end of, of verse 13, it says this, if you, in verse 13, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the greatest gift, which is the Holy Spirit, my friends. The good gift that Matthew refers to is the Holy Spirit. Luke just makes it very plain and very clear, my friend. And God wants to speak to us from the idea of today, do you desire the good gift of God. See, the, the title of the message is what do you desire, but the truth of the matter is, is that for much on how we've heard this text before, you know, in seeking and knocking, and yes, God is asking for us to, to ask. He's asking for us to seek him. He's asking for us to knock at the door. But what are you asking for? What are you seeking for? What are you knocking for? And uh, we need to be clear on according to the word of God. See, because with Matthew being somewhat, I would call it vague, or, or Luke being a little more in detail or, or using the depth that he used, it, uh, the scripture the, uh, with the meaning and context, when you study even Matthew, it, it is very plain and very clear that the good gift is the Holy Spirit. He don't actually say that. Luke goes into the detail. But see, what has happened with uh, man, we have taken the word of God and we've you know, isolated text and, and not uh, presented it in context. And so, therefore, we can present and have it has been presented to the congregation of people, to God's children, uh, to seek and to knock for the good gift that they want, not the good gift that God is giving. See, come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about right now. My friend, and it's just like with, with the book of Psalms, verse 37. And uh, if you was here for the uh, call to worship, then you'll know that Minister Leslie, uh, by the Spirit, see, you know, went to Psalms 37. That ain't something that we've orchestrated. That's something that the uh, Spirit of God is doing. And in, in Psalms 37, the Bible tells us, uh, hold your finger there, but you can go to Psalms 37 real quick with me. Because it tells us something about, we're talking about the desire, but God is telling us that uh, he has a desire. And it's high time that we begin to open up our hearts and our understanding. In Psalms 37, it says in verse uh, 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. But here it is, my friend. In verse 4, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord. 
and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's the same promise here, my friend. It's the same one that he is speaking to us in the new covenant when he says, ask, knock, seek. God has for his children. See, here in Psalms, he was, uh, this was spoken to the nation of Israel in particular. And yes, it carries over to today for us. And we know that it carries over today to, to us because Jesus spoke it in the New Testament. That's what he says. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. But the part that we didn't understand is it says delight yourself in the Lord. See, because in us, Rico, delighting ourselves in the Lord. Stand up. In, the, in us delighting ourselves in the Lord, guess what happens? Our delight uh, puts the heart of God in first position. It, it, it removes our desire and, it, it, and our delighting in him places God's desire first in our hearts, my friend. See, and yes, this is where we can have the assurance that w whatever we ask, in the name of Jesus. Whenever we seek that we will find, and if we knock, we can rest assured that the door is going to be open. Because what are we asking for? See, now we are asking for a position and a place in our heart, my friend, that is born out of the delight in the Lord. And that delight in the Lord imparts uh, uh, and injects some desires that we have. The difference is, my friend, that our desires are not coming from us. Our desires now are coming from the Lord. And then we can know that what the, uh, the word of God, when it says that you can, uh, that every good gift comes from above. When it says in James chapter 1 verse 17 that every good and perfect gifts is from above. Come on somebody then we can know and, have, and rest assured. See, some of us, we, we've been struggling with this for, for quite a while because we didn't heard the, the preacher say, we didn't heard it, 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 even from being a child, that the word of God, is, is, it says, knock or ask, and it shall be given. We didn't heard that it says uh, to seek and we shall find. We didn't heard that it says knock and the door shall, has, shall be open unto us. But the problem is, is I don't see uh, the answer. I don't, uh, you know, uh, I'm asking for, for bread, but it seems like I'm getting a, 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 a scorpion. Or yeah. well, I don't see nothing at all, my friends. See, here in the book of Luke, when it's, it, it is speaking from a, a place that God wants us to understand very clearly, that Jesus, when he commanded his followers to pray using these three, you know, uh, the imperatives, ask, seek, and knock, that all three of the words are present tense, my friend, indicating that, here's what it's indicating, it's indicating a continuance action. See, and, and for some of us that uh, have been, you know, at Bible study on Thursday night, this is what we've been talking about on Thursday night. This ain't no new thing with God. See, because God with his children, even way back to the nation of Israel, when he, in, in Deuter, uh, Exodus chapter 30, when he told them in verse 8 and 9 to build him a sanctuary, and in, in, in him building them, in him instructing them to build a sanctuary, he instructed them to build a sanctuary for one purpose and one purpose only. It wasn't for them to just have a dwelling place, but it was for him to have a dwelling place that he could dwell with them. See, it was God's desire to have the temple in the, uh, or the tabernacle built, and it wasn't for them, it was for him. that he may dwell with his people, my friend. And the same thing true, holds true today, and this is what Jesus was telling them, and this is what uh, Luke makes very plain and very clear, that if we asking God, if we seeking God, if we knocking at the door, then he will, he's the great father, that he will give unto us the good thing. And the good thing is, he made it very clear that we, he will give us of his spirit. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit that he's given us 
It's not one that's new to the children. I'm talking about because he, this, this is not written to the non-believer. So let us understand the audience that God is speaking to. Just like we needed to understand as we studied the tabernacle, G, uh, the, God didn't tell the, the, the people, the pagan people of the world, he didn't tell the Gentiles to go out and build him a sanctuary that he may dwell with them. I'm talking about in Exodus, my friend. Who he told was the nation of Israel, who he told was the children of God. He told his chosen people to build him a sanctuary, a tabernacle that he may dwell with them. And see, in the, here's the key thing. We're going to slow down here just for a second, my friend. Because much of what we've been taught in the Christian church to these days is to, uh, our, that our relationship in, uh, 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 to God and what we've been led to believe, glory be to God. I have to say it like that. You know, and all that we've been taught, what it leads us to believe is that the relationship that, that, uh, that, that we have with God, is, that it's based on us and it's from our desire. The relationship that God is calling us into, my friend, is because of his desire. It's because of his desire. It's the same one that he had. Yo, with the, the nation of Israel, it's the same one that he had with his own children. The, his wanting us to have a dwelling place or wanting a dwelling place, it says that he had wanted the dwelling place that he may dwell amongst his people. This is God's desire. We don't have a desire that can add up or to measure the good that God has in store for us. This is why the word of God says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor have it even entered into the heart of man what God has in store for us. So God is one to, to what it's going to take is it's going to take us to, to have an understanding, a renewed mind that will bring forth an understanding and an enlightenment in our inner man, my friend. See, because that's what God wants to appeal to is the inner man. Yes, as believers, we already have the spirit of the living God because he, when we were saved, he came and took up residence on the inside of us is what the book of John tells us. Come on, somebody. And now that he's taken up uh, residence on the inside of us, then what is this he's talking about that he'll give us of his spirit? What he's talking about now is that you have my Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. But this now, when you ask, you seek, then your desire changes. So you are not asking for me to lead and guide you based on your will, but you are asking me to lead and guide you based on mine. You come into a realization and an understanding that God's way is better than our ways. See, because he tells us in his word that his ways are different than our ways. But not only do he tell us that they're different, but he also tells, them that, tells us that his is far above. Understand this, in that tabernacle that he asked his children to build, that he may have a dwelling place, that he could, uh, you know, dwell amongst them. There was pieces of furniture that he orchestrated and he told them to build it uh, a certain way. And one of the pieces of furniture, when you actually got into the tabernacle building itself in the outer court, one of the, uh, the pieces of furniture, we're talking about it now on Thursday night, is the altar of incense. And see, that altar of incense was uh, what we finding out was a, a, a picture, a type. Uh, it was the altar of incense was an incense that was going up to the Lord. And, and when he, he had them to start in, 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 in uh, the Aaron lit the, the, the first incense, that God said that he, in lighting this, that he wanted it to be perpetual, which means continuous through all, all of their generations. So once that thing got started, it was to burn perpetually before him for the rest of their days, from one generation to the next. And we know and understand that that altar incense 
was a representation of the saints, the prayers of the saints coming up to the Lord. And so God's desire, it, was, it wasn't their plan, it wasn't their desire, it wasn't their thought to offer uh, your prayers unto God continuously throughout all of the generations. No, this was the desire that God had. It was God's desire for them to continually, perpetually offer prayers up to him that they may come up to him as a sweet-smelling aroma, my friend. And here we see the same thing in the book of Luke. So when he's asked, when he's saying, ask, seek, knock, this is a continual, uh, it, it speaks of a continually asking, a continually knocking, a continuing seeking on uh, the Lord. This is something that we have to do continuously, my friend. And in us continually, perpetually seeking the Lord, perpetually asking of him for all the, 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 of his desires. In their glory be to God. See, because the, 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 the one that delights in the Lord, what happens is a transformation happens in his inner man. And that transformation that happens, then our, our, our thoughts, our desires, my friend, become what is important to God. It becomes what God wants. And I know this may be foreign to somebody, but that's okay. And I say it is okay because the thing about it is, is as you study the word of God and as you uh, put the, the, the word of God fits together like a hand and glove, my friend. And this is the only thing that adds up to, to where it fits with that glove. And that is that God's desire, his ways are higher than our ways. This is why the psalmist David, he, he, he prayed and he sang the song that show me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk with you. See, he came to an understanding. This is why the word of God calls, it, 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 we know David as a man after God's own heart. So we're talking about a man after God's own heart. There is no uh, better example in the flesh than a man after God's own heart, my friend. That's our greatest example. And to have a heart after God is one that delights in the Lord. And God is just really wanting to speak to our, un, our, uh, our inner man and, and to, to give us an understanding that when we pray on how to pray, when we come to him, how we ought to come to him. We can't just come to him any kind of way. That we, we come to him first and foremost with a reverence for the almighty God. This is why Jesus, when they asked him, to, uh, master, teach us how to pray. This is why he said, and he started out like this. You start by praying what? Our father. Hallowed be thy name, meaning holy is your name. So the, in us coming to God and to prayer, the first thing that we got to do is approach him uh, with the majesty and the respect of the, uh, the majestic God that he is. It's time for us to, to, to have a, a renewed mind, my friend. And a right understanding, because see, the right understanding, then what it will do, it will get us in line. It'll, it'll, it'll line us up. It'll straighten us up uh, and, and get us right in right category, moving in the right direction in terms of being the children of the Most High God. And the first thing that it's going to give us an understanding of is that this relationship that, that, uh, uh, with God is not one that, that we orchestrate. It's not one that we even desired first. It was because he loved us first. Is the reason why we love him. See, the writer John in Patmos, he came to that understanding. The revelation came to him that, as he says it in 1 John, that we love him because he what? First loved us. And it's time for us to get our inner man uh, right. Get it reorganized. Get, get our mindset straight. That it's time for us to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. See, the mind that Christ had, he didn't, uh, didn't, he didn't think that he was cheating God to be equal with God because he knew who he was. 
The mind, uh, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus will put us in right perspective. Glory be to God. No, it don't make us gods, but it makes us have the Holy Spirit. It, it, it makes us recognize the God in us, which is uh, the Holy Spirit, the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. That now we can begin to, uh, instead of trying to move the Holy Spirit, we can begin to submit to the Holy Spirit. That is in us. It's high time. The church, we have to get this now because we, it's, there, there's no more time left for us to continue to try to move the spirit as opposed to follow the spirit and submit to the spirit of God. Because who knows the mind of God but the spirit of God. It's high time that we get this Right, my friend, and God is one that encourages, yes, and challenging us, challenge us. Today, my friend, you know, he's not talking to the world. He's talking to us as believers that, that, we, that things be, that can change. Because some of us and many of us are going through all kinds of stuff and we, and we not understanding what is the delay. I, I remember that, that, that the word of God told me to ask and it shall be given. I remember that it says, seek and I will find. I remember it says, knock, and I've been knocking. And it says that the door will be open unto me. The problem is, is that do we, one or two things. One, do we, are we in tune? Actually, it's one thing and one thing only. Have you been seeking? Have you been knocking? Have you been asking for the one thing that God said that he will give? And that is a, an alignment with the Holy Spirit. See, he says, when you ask, uh, I'll align you. If, you. if you hear my voice and, and submit to what I'm saying, then I'll begin to align you with my Holy Spirit. And that's where your understanding will come from. See, some of us think that God ain't answering the prayer. Well, he's been speaking for quite a while. But if we ain't hearing with the right ear, or if we've been hearing and we on the, uh, see, what we've been listening to is the wrong station. See, if, he, if we've been, we, we, we just sit up the prayer and we listening for the answer, but we on 93.7 when you should be on 107.6. Is where the frequency is. So if we're not on the white wavelength, we're not hearing the answer. It ain't, it ain't because he ain't speaking the answer. For many of us. What does you really mean, Pastor John? What I really mean is, that th is this. What God really means is, is he wants to encourage us. Because what, what it really means is that we've been trying to hear him for what we want him to say. More than hear him for what he's saying. We have, uh, yo, uh, we have an expectation. Why is we trying to hear him for what we want him to, to say? Because we had a misunderstanding about asking. Ask what you will. We forgot about according to his will. We, 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 we remember the, 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 the preacher, man, or we remember hearing that I can ask what I will. And it will be done. But what we don't remember is he said, delight yourself in the Lord. Well, he says, ask according to my will. So what, in essence, what he's saying is align yourself with me and I'll give you the desires of your heart. And then what's your desires of your heart? You can freely ask me. Well, somebody's saying right now, well, that ain't fair. You, your, 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 your inner man is messed up, my friend. You jacked up in, the, in, the, in your understanding because it's more than fair, my friend. First and foremost, he's the creator of all things. Secondly, he is, he is God and God alone. Hallelujah. And thoroughly, he, he is on the throne and, and he don't need one, no one of, not one of our help. Come on, somebody. But even the more than that, my friend, even the more than that is this. And this is what it boils down to. It's more than fair because what God has in store for you is better than what you could come up with. 
So he's giving you something that's better than what you could ever even come up to ask. So for, in order for us to, to really come in sync with this understanding and this truth, then it takes one thing and one thing only. It's what Jesus told his disciples in, 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 uh, or in the apostles in, in Matthew chapter 16. He says, if a man desires to come after me, let him deny himself. See, it takes us denying ourselves. It takes this flesh dying. It takes the flesh dying, my friend, and that is something that we have to purpose in our hearts to allow God to do. We, that is something that we have to purpose in our heart to surrender unto God, the death of this flesh, my friends. And that is our biggest issue. Because everything, you see, our desire when it's born out of our flesh. Somebody know where I'm going. See, James chapter 4 speaks about it, that when, you know, when, when, the, when, when our desires is born out of our flesh, it's called a word called lust. And see, and when lust is full grown, grown it, it, it brings forth sin. It's, it's, it's a whole different direction, my friend. This is why the flesh has to die, my friend, and we have to come alive in the spirit. <clears throat> this is why, this is a serious, a, a serious challenge, my friend, and, God, and it's a simple one, though. It ain't something that, that's so foreign that we ain't heard of because we understand what, we didn't hurt this over and over in all of our lives. But God is saying, I need you to understand it. Because much of the time when we've been ministered, uh, you know, Luke chapter 7 uh, I mean, 11, 9 through 13, or, or the same accord in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 7 through 12, when we've been ministered to this, it's been ministered from a place uh, of, of asking out of your flesh, seeking out of your flesh, knocking out of your flesh. And what, what do I mean by out of the flesh? What I mean by out of the flesh is that we're not asking for things of the flesh. That it's going to please the flesh. We ain't taking in consideration God and his will. We'll, we'll, uh, let me be fair. Let me be fair. We ain't taking 100% consideration of God and his will. We, we'll add a little bit because that's what makes us feel good about asking. Because, yo, Lord, this, ain't this your, yo, we'll, we'll tell him what his will is for us. In other words, we'll, we'll tell him, well, this is a good thing, Lord that I desire. We'll convince ourselves that it's a good thing. And while everything that seems to be a good thing ain't a God thing, my friend. The only thing, the only way we're going to know that it's a, a God thing that's a good thing is it to be what? Led by the Spirit of God. So somebody is saying, well, man, does it take all of that? I'm glad you asked. Yes, it takes all of that. And what is all of that? What is all of that mean is that, that the spirit of the living God has to be in control. That we have to allow him to take first place or first position in, within us. He's in us. But you have the, your, your own will in you as well. And first position is him, is you Submitting to him is, is us surrendering to him. So you, we have our will that the enemy is constantly you know, on board with and pumping up and promoting and even luring. And then you have the will of God that's uh, in you by the spirit of the living God that dwells in us. It's Christ. The book of the uh, Colossians says it's our hope of glory. Christ it, it, you know, is the Spirit of God. It ain't no uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. They are one, my friend. In other words, in there. And so it, it takes us submitting and choosing to surrender to what the Spirit of Christ that's in us, the Holy Spirit 
God, the spirit of God that is in us. They all the same. It ain't no uh, different ones. It's the Holy Spirit. We call it, he refers to it as his Holy Spirit, my friend. But it takes us being consciously aware. And this is a choice that we have to make a choice. And that's what God is saying today. Will you choose to follow me? Will you make the choice to denounce your flesh and to follow me? It's the spirit of Christ that's in us, that Holy Spirit that gives life to this mortal body, my friend. It's what Romans chapter 8 talks about. Let's go there real quick. Romans chapter 8 verse 10 and 11 speaks of this very thing and it's very powerful. Hallelujah, Romans chapter 8. What do you desire of the Lord is the question. And I hope your answer is that you desire the best gift. Because see, the best gift of, the, of, of God is the Holy Spirit that is rooted and grounded in his love, that's manifested in the fruits of the Spirit, beginning with the love of God. That's operating in and through you. Not, not your love, but God's love. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 says this. And it is Christ, excuse me, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Somebody say, but. But the spirit of life Excuse me, but the spirit of life because of righteousness. If, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who rose Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies how? Through his spirit who dwells in you. Yes, it's going to take all of that. And all of that is just really a very simple thing today, my friend. It's a choice of will we allow, will we choose? And choose mean on purpose. Choose mean that I got to, yeah, yeah, that, I, uh, that, that, that you are making a choice. To follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. See, and this is what the book of John tells us. The word of God. When Jesus was about to be crucified on that cross. And he was spending that intimate time with his disciples, his apostles, I'm sorry. And he told them something that was very significant. He says, I must go away. I have to that the spirit of truth can come. And that spirit of truth that, he, that can come or that will come is the one that he said that, that will lead and guide you into all truths for the rest of your days. And that includes us today, my friend. So in closing here, let's just bring this to the simplicity that it really is. And it's simply, it's nothing complicated about this, but it's simply each and every one of us, as God is charging you today, making a choice in your heart. Making a choice in your heart to purpose on first and foremost, this, because you, you realize the tabernacle that, 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 uh, that, that God had told his, the nation of Israel to build is a picture and a type of, the, of your, the living tabernacle that, that you are today. See, because you are, you are the tabernacle of God. Meaning that what? What does that mean? That the, 
that, that you are the dwelling place of God through the Holy Spirit. That we are the temple of the living God. That God lives on the inside of us. He lives in you by the Holy Spirit, my friend. So the simple picture is, it's just like God desired to have a temple or a, a tabernacle or a dwelling place that he, may, that he may dwell with his people. Then it takes us now with that understanding, realizing that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of us and he's here, he's there to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to lead and guide us. So it's up to us, are we going to make the choice, a very simple choice, it's not a complicated picture, to purpose to get to know him. And every piece of furniture in that tabernacle, what we're finding out is that God gave that as a pit, uh, as a uh, opportunity for them to come and draw closer to him, that they may have a more intimate re walk with him, a more intimate relationship with him. And so us, the Holy Spirit is, 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 is that instrument that lives on the inside of us, that gives us an intimate walk, an intimate relationship with God Almighty if we walk in obedience, if we submit to him, if we don't leave him dormant in our inner man. See, because you have your, your will in your inner man and you got the will of God in your inner man. And one of them you're gonna have to, is going to be laying on the floor or hiding in the closet. Today, is which one do you choose to put in the closet, my friend? And God is seriously, yes, it's that simple. God is simply saying, I need you to choose me. That I may stand up and be alive. Put on me today that I may begin to be the, the orchestrator of your life for the rest of your days. That I may be able to lead and guide you in the way that I plan for your life to go. Come on, somebody. That is, by the way, better than yours. Better than the one that you are leading, trying to get me on board with. Come on, God. It's been far too long. And yes, so it's going to take what uh, Psalms 37 says. It's going to take us having the trust in the Lord. It's going to take us delighting in the Lord. Yes. It's going to take our perpetual prayers. It's going to take us asking, seeking, and knocking for God's best gift. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit activated and alive in our lives, my friend. And not us having, you know, just totally against what the Word of God says. That's why he says, don't set your affections on things of the earth. So th this asking, he's not talking about you asking about every uh, thing that you want that is of, that's from ab uh, below. That's of this world. And see, he addressed that if you look, if you go ahead and do the complete study in Matthew chapter 7, you know, in, in, in Matthew chapter 6 leading up to chapter 7, the same thing in Luke chapter you know, 10 leading into to, to Luke chapter 11, then what you will find out that he already had guaranteed and solved the problem of your wants, your, 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 your needs, and all of these different things. This is why he said that, you know, I'm who I am, and you, you being my child, you know, the lilies of the field, I clothe them. The birds of the air, I'm the one who feeds them. They don't toil or they don't spin. They don't work. He says, I, I don't want to do that. He says, you being my child, I love you with everlasting love. So how much more will I do for you? I'll take care of all your needs. This is why he said in, in, in Matthew chapter 6, which is the chapter before 7, you know, he said it first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added unto you. See, he wanted to let us know that before we start knocking and asking and seeking for the Holy Spirit to become fully activated in our lives. He needed us to take care of that problem first and he did. He did. He did. 
So now, and see, yo, this ain't got nothing to do with what you believe in that Jesus is the Son of God. Matter of fact, this is because you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. This don't have nothing to do with even what he said earlier today to us that, uh, that where he challenged our consistency and our persistency to, to show up and, and to do what he's saying do. You know, in there, this has, you know, that don't, no, this is, that's a whole nother thing. But they all fit together like a hand in glove. So because some of us think that, oh, well, I, I, I'm faithful. I'm, I'm, I'm a leader. I, I, I show up. You know, I do what God says. No, uh, yeah, you do that. But much of us, sometimes if we ain't careful, we doing that out of ourselves to prove to God that we worthy. Yeah, yeah. This ain't about you proving to God that you're worthy. This is about you submitting to God to, and, and proclaiming his worthiness. Yeah. To know that he is worthy. Hallelujah. Because the true proclamation to God of his worthiness is our submission. It ain't the words that, we, that come out of our mouths, but it's the, the, the position of our heart, my friend. It's a surrendering of our heart. Because we can say a whole bunch of things. But when it comes to the Spirit of God leading you, and that means your flesh dying. Remember, he said that already. In order for the Spirit to lead you, your flesh got to die. So it, you can't have both. He don't lead us in our flesh. So today... God is saying, Will, you know, yeah, yeah, so this ain't above none of us. What God is uh, speaking to our heart is, is an enlightenment to each and every one of us if we have an ear to hear. And don't think that we uh, somewhere, oh, we passed that. No, you ain't passed that, my friend. You ain't got to it. See, this ain't no elementary thing. As simple as it is, this is not an elementary thing. This is a matter of, of the heart. And see, and don't please hear what the, the Lord is saying to you today. Because if you don't hear today and, and, and you have to find this out when you stand before him, that's not a good thing, my friend. Because what you're going to find out is that he was right and you weren't. He knew the motivations and the intentions of your very heart is what you're going to find out. He'll show it to you. And then you'll know it for yourself, my friend. So who, we don't even know our own hearts. That's the reason why the word of God says that the, uh, the heart of a man is so deceitfully wicked, he can't know it. So we have to trust. We have to seek God for what's in my heart. Instead of us telling God what's in my heart. You know my heart, Lord. And you're right, he does know your heart. And we generally say that after we've done, done something that we shouldn't be doing and then, uh, or, or, or then messed up. And then we try to proclaim to him, oh, you know that I didn't really mean to do that. But the truth of the matter is you don't know what's in your heart. He does. Because if you did, then you'll know that you really mean, meant to do that. And you need him to change it. To give us, to create in you a new, a clean heart and a right spirit is what you will find out. Ask uh, uh, King David. See, that's what he came to understand. That's why he didn't ask, he didn't proclaim in the Psalms that God knows my heart. No, he says, God, please cre create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. Because he understood that he didn't know his own heart. And every time he thought he did, he found himself falling into this trap, doing this, messing up here. So he finally came to the realization the same one that each and every one of us has to come to, my friend. Don't think that you know your heart, my friend. Even with your good intentions. But we have to delight ourselves in the Lord. We have to trust in the Lord that he may lead us on this path. Amen. Let us look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. You are awesome and you are mighty God. And your word is filled with your spirit and is filled with the simplicity of 
uh, your word. And you are speaking something very plain and very clear to us, but it's something that is so deep and something that is trying to, to, to touch the very essence of our hearts, Lord God. It's, it's something that goes beyond our, our intellectual understanding, Lord God, but this can only be discerned in the spirit. And that is your, that this is all about your desire, Lord God. And it's all about us surrendering to your desire that your desire becomes our desire. Instead of us trying to get you on board with our desire. See, because when we submit to your desire and it truly, uh, the transformation happens in our heart and then we, be, and we really want to do your will, Lord God. When that happens, oh Lord, we will know that our desires are not led or coming from ourselves, but they are led and they are coming from you. And then we will have full confidence to delight ourselves in you, Lord God. We will have full confidence that the desires of our heart, Lord God, that we can have because they are actually yours anyway. You love us just that much, Lord God, that you are willing and have given us everything that we need. That we, you didn't leave nothing for us to have to come up with or figure out, Lord God. You love us with an everlasting love. Your word says that you love us with the same love that you love Jesus Christ with in John 15, verse 9. And what a powerful thing. If we will just receive that truth, that the love that you have for the son, that you love us with that same love right now. So, Father, right now, move upon the hearts of your people. Let us not deny. I'm talking about individually, each and every one of us as we examine our hearts. Let us not deny, but let us receive your truth, Lord God that we may open our hearts and receive you today, Lord God. And it's only for our good. To receive his truth is not going to do you no harm, but it's going to do you all the more the good. So we thank you in Jesus' name right now. And all the saints of God say amen, amen, amen and amen.